welcome back to another episode of DC Unlimited, the podcast that brings you all the latest DC news, rumors, gossip, theories, uh, complaints, etc. And uh, yes, we talk all things DC comics and films, even if a lot of our conversation centers on Batman, who is the greatest of all time. I am one of your hosts, Anthony Caruso, and joining me as always uh the number one guy you want to go to for film reviews mr phil walsh of phil at the movies how you doing phil i'm doing great anthony happy wednesday happy wednesday and the guy you want to spend every sunday night with on his excellent youtube show gathering of the geeks mr chris evans how are you sir i'm doing great how are you doing i am good glad to be back i know we're back we're back we're back <laughs> in a couple of minutes yeah, it has. Been. You know, you know what though? It's uh, we have plenty of good news to talk about tonight. Talk about a great day to uh, make our comeback. <laughs> it's funny. It's a great day to make our comeback, but maybe three days too early because I well, feel like that's when the floodgates yeah, will open. <laughs> All right, I hope uh, this episode drops the day of the <laughs> Yeah, the real fun begins. All the news will be breaking. <laughs> Yeah, but the night we are recording here, gentlemen, the SAG AFTRA strike finally ended. It, uh, you know, the union reached a deal with the studios, and uh, it seems like all that's left to do is to sign. Longest strike in uh, Hollywood history is now almost in the books. I mean, is it the longest? I believe it is. It's six months, yeah. Which it doesn't even feel that long. I, I know it, it for some reason feels like a little shorter than that, which mm-hmm. and I guess there's been a lot of other stuff going on, but uh definitely a good thing to see it resolved and, and it, it does appear that it's a uh, it's gonna be good for, for all parties involved, but particularly for uh for the actors, which is ultimately what this is all about, because none of this would be possible. Uh, without actors it wouldn't be possible without writers so like it's a kind of a Which strange is... concept people are like okay we can do this business without kind of the key players and that's why i constantly rolled my eyes when i would see the studios like this is my final offer like really how are you gonna continue your business if the actors turn this one down <laughs> the game plan was on like uh, <laughs> we don't need you guys we'll we don't need you on. no i mean <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like their cartoons. I feel like their response should be like you know Renfield and Dracula. Words, words, words. <laughs> like, <laughs> like okay, come on, you know, let's get real, folks. Now I have that apartment scene in my head. I know the, the studio being the Renfield, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this is obviously great news for. No. The actors, first and foremost, who deserved uh, to get paid their fair share and have certain protections in place, um, especially when it comes to AI. But it's also great news for us fans, because a bunch of television shows and movies we have been looking forward to will be moving into production or going back into production, including... uh, Max's The Penguin, the Batman spinoff, um, which Deadline is reporting tonight, is being fast-tracked to get back out there and finish filming. So, thoughts on that? Bring on Oz, honestly. <laughs> bring, bring on Oz. <laughs> I mean, 
everything that has been sort of teased out about this show and even just going from the small and I guess it really wasn't a trailer, more of like a production behind the scenes teaser from a couple months ago. Uh, everything about it just screams film noir and you know, kind of like everything that you loved about the Batman and then some like I mean it's it's the penguin. It's Colin Farrell's penguin. Uh, what is what is not to love about this and and we don't even have a like even an inkling necessarily about the the overall plot and how it fits into uh the end of the last movie and ultimately probably leading into the to the sequel but i mean we're back we're back baby we're back i think the only thing we know right is it supposedly takes place like literally it picks up right where the movie ended right yeah two weeks after yeah Two weeks after. Okay. Two weeks after. And I, I'm assuming um, it deals with the, the funeral and the death of Falcone. Uh, yeah. And Gotham's I still would... being flooded. Right. And Gotham's still being flooded. And I would hazard a guess we may be introduced to uh, Mr. Harvey Dent, the new DA, in the show before the movie. I don't. I would hope so, because that would make sense. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I would imagine they would want a name for Harvey, and that would elite. Yeah, I mean, unless they've kept it under wraps so long, but I feel like something like that would have trickled out by now. <laughs> I mean, obviously, story-wise, it makes perfect sense, given that there is a vacancy at the the DA's office. <laughs> I, I could see them saving that for the movie, though. Yeah, if Harvey does kind of feel almost too big for, oh, let's just drop him in a, in a TV show. I, mean, well, I, I think if he had a, maybe a proper well, say a, a big name or some kind of a reveal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he could be surprised to be like in the finale for the last. That's what I was about to right. Here's Josh Hartnett. Is Harvey Dent? Right. Well, I was about to say what was the finale? Kind of uh, we speculated before Pattinson and Wright may appear in the finale. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if it just ends with kind of a rooftop scene? Batman showing up and Wright introduces uh, the new DA to Batman. That would be pretty cool. The extent I would lose my shit if I saw that. <laughs> I would love this. I'm going to try to keep my expectations in check because now I, I really want that to happen. <laughs> the rooftop thing is my probably my favorite, one of my favorite things ever when it comes to Batman. The rooftop means with Gordon, Bruce, and Harvey. So oh, yeah. I got that in Dark Knight. If I get it again. I'm- oh, yeah. That's a win-win. Oh, absolutely. That's a wonderful Especially my favorite Gordon this time. That'd be a win-win. I would say, though, even if Harvey doesn't show up in the show, I would would say he's probably going to be mentioned, at least, a new DA. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. I wouldn't be surprised if in the background we see, like, a a campaign for a DA, maybe. Mm. But, um, like you said, we really don't know what show it's. Right. No, again, they've kept it under wraps so far, and I mean, I suppose, I mean, I mean, not that the strike and, and the delay was anything, you know, that you want to repeat or, or go through again. But I, I, I suppose if you want to look at the silver lining, there's been this long pause from like when the show was announced and, and when it was filming. So like, it isn't like, okay, they filmed it and like everything ran on schedule. So like you could sort of like feed into fan theories and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's like, we've had that sort of, pause where it's out there but like you said we have no idea what the show is even about and i think that's actually kind of a good thing i like 
that. And I kind of hope they keep it that way. I, I, I don't even really need a trailer at this mm-hmm. point. Just uh, maybe a quick, like, 30-second teaser showing a few highlights. But, like, I mean, again, just, just sell the show for what it is. You know, the thing I kind of want to know is more about who's in the show, but not as far like a spoiler type of thing. Just like, who are the main characters in this other than Oz? Right. No, that's a good thing. Well, we know um, Falcone's daughter is, yeah, right? Sophia. Sophia yep. is a big part of it, I think. Yeah, Christi- uh, Christina. Mizzani. What's her name? Oh, something. <laughs> Something like the mother, that. the mother, more commonly known as the mother from How I Met Your Mother. She's also in that cool movie with Andy Samberg, oh, Kristen yeah. Milioti. Okay, yep. There we go. Yep. I was somewhat close. <laughs> I would hours. assume she. I'm mean, getting the hint she's going to be one of the main antagonists to us, like fighting for control of Gotham, the underworld. If I had to guess, of course we got Sal Maroney showing up. Oh yeah, we do. Fancy Brown. Yeah, that's gonna be cool. That's a good. That's, that's a good pick. That's a good casting. And you have Al- Alberto Falcone showing up. Yeah. I'm surprised they're going with Alberto actually. Mm. The holiday killer. Yeah, I'm a little surprised. Yeah, I, I know. Means anything. <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I try not to I read. I have it, a tinfoil hat on right now. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I thought they would have went with them. I, I believe the other one is Mario. Yeah, I think, yeah, no. Very interesting choice. Very interesting mm-hmm. choice. Yeah. And then we had a bunch of names that haven't been. We don't know who they're playing yet. So no. So I mean, again, the speculation begins. I would like to think. Well, okay. So we know Penguin does have its own story, but I would like to think it also has a secondary um, purpose to introduce other characters, like I smaller think so. villains, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we maybe Professor Pig is in the background somewhere, or. I don't know if, if Hush yeah. is really in Batman. Zaz, yeah. Oh yeah, Zaz. That's a good one too. I have to say, what I really like about this show and and its connection to the Batman Part Two, and and you know maybe I'm jumping the gun here with with the sequel, but I like the idea of this feeling like a direct continuation. It's mm-hmm. not like a two or three year jump in the story. Like we're picking up. Two weeks after, I'm guessing the movie is probably somewhere in that vicinity, like you know, maybe a couple of months after. It's not a a huge time jump like a lot of these movies will often do. I mean, I think even like Begins to the Dark Knight was like a year or two time jump. It's a year, yeah. yeah so mm-hmm. I I kind of like that. It really kind of feeds into the ongoing action and sort of you know, the way the the last film ended, just as a kind of a perfect. Uh, set up for what's to come yeah no i'm very excited i'm glad it's still coming out next year even if it got pushed a little bit toward the end of the year um but that just means less of a wait between that and the batman part two that's right which may even be better to do mm-hmm. especially um at speak well speaking of the batman part two I would expect now that the strike is over we'll get some casting news and character confirmations for that movie as well Henry Thomas for the scarecrow. Just saying. <laughs> I would co-sign that. I think that's that'd be perfect. I, I would have said the guy who plays Vecna on Stranger Things. Oh, he would be, yeah, he would be good too. He would be good too. Oh, that um the blonde guy, I can't think of his name. Yeah, I think he was in Harry Potter as well. Uh, one of the later Harry Potter films. Yep. 
I had depends. I, I was just seeing if they go older because you know there was also that talk about the Mike Flanagan thing. Was it Mike yeah. Flanagan? Yeah, his uh, well, spinner. Mike Mike Flanagan had the Clayface spinoff, and oh, then an un, a Scarecrow spinoff with someone else is supposedly in the works. Sure, I thought it was Flanagan. I guess because just that, to me that fits. I know it does seem like it's a perfect fit, but I mean, it does it does sort of suggest that. I mean, again, who knows? But I would think that much of the production of this film was already underway prior to the strike six months ago. I mean, I I think that they had some inkling back when the Penguin was uh, greenlit of of just where things were going to go and and who was going to pop up. I mean, there's, there's probably a reason we keep seeing names like Hush or Clayface continue to well, to, you know, make the rounds, if you will. I was about to say, it seems pretty uh, obvious at this point that Clayface is probably in this movie. Uh, do we want to take any bets on who the other villain might be? Is it going to be Hush or somebody else? Any ideas? I mean, if I'm, if the internet is to be believed, and again, take everything you read on the internet with a grain of salt, um, it does seem like they are going with the Hush uh storyline and certainly given what we saw with the first film it it kind of makes sense i mean i understand the criticism and and like i'm not entirely sold yet but again it's all a hypothetical but if if i had to place you know a bet on it uh put put down the monopoly money so to speak um i I would probably say more likely than not we're going to get a version of of hush maybe not a direct you know, adaptation like from the from the story, but you know, maybe a, a, a mixing, if you will, of like a hush clay face type. And I could be we could be completely wrong. I mean, like Mr. Freeze could show, you know, I mean like I mean just like completely out of left. I I'm not a hush I don't fan, think so. But... but I will trust whatever Matt Reeves does. If it's hush, it's hush. I mean the first movie I walked away from thinking I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Hush and the Court of Owls in the future, because mm-hmm. that's what this movie seems to be setting up. I don't and, know. The, and the other thing is, too, it, it's not like it's going to be limited to just, say, Hush or Clayface. Like, I mean, you're going to you're going to see the Riddler. You're probably going to see the Penguin show up. Uh, you know, the Joker's going to show up in some capacity. <laughs> like, I mean, this is going to be a multi-villain movie, I, I think is fair to say. Uh, and again, that's not based on any leaks or I mean, I just think given the way the last film was, it's almost a guarantee you're going to see many of Gotham's famous faces pop up, even if it's like an extended cameo. I think given the way the last film was structured with the variety of villains, because, you know, you got Catwoman, you have yeah. the Penguin, you have Riddler, um, Falcone is in it. Yep. We also had Tweedledee and Tweedledum, you know, they weren't called that. Yep, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yep, I mean, the twins, yeah. You had quite a few villains in the in the first one, and we know that Reeves is a big fan of Batman 66. Mm-hmm. And when he showed us that initial image, he was showing us something. It was all there. Right, it was all it was there. All when there. He, he showed the picture of the mannequins and those costumes. So I do expect that trend to continue. I co-sign everything you said, Phil, but I would also add I think Scarecrow is going to be in it. Like I would Ooh. put some Monopoly money. We'll see a version of the Scarecrow. Yeah, I could say that. Zach, I think Scarecrow can fit 
the Reeves world. I think you could yeah. easily take the whole drop drug they said oh, yeah. in the first one and kind yeah. of make that his fear toxin. Like he, I don't know, laces the drug somehow turns I, it into his fear toxin. I think that is the exact go to that we will see something very close to that. Because um, even in the Dark Knight, that's what they were using his drugs, the, the hallucinogen for. They're that's going right. To drugs. Yep. That's mm-hmm. right. My business is repeat customers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like what I have to offer, you can buy from somebody else. Yeah. All right, there you go. So yeah. I, I think Scarecrow, in addition to the other characters we've seen, I imagine Batman 2 is going to be a packed film. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Not, not in a bad way, of course. Again, the last film showed you can have multiple, multiple storylines and multiple villains, and, and it can work perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never got that complaint about movies being too overcrowded. I don't think there's such a thing as a two a movie that's too overcrowded. I think it depends on execution. Yeah, that's how it's told. Yeah, I think we've we've come a long way from like I hate to bring it up, but Batman and Robin, where you did have a movie that was overstuffed, but yeah. given a better script, that all could have worked. You could make it. Yeah, absolutely. Well. it's not a comic book movie but i'll point to one of our favorite movies of this past year oppenheimer look Mm -hmm. how many Mm -hmm. historical characters were in that film every single one no matter how small a part had a purpose to the overarching story and i could see that's that's the consummate way to do a packed film and i think matt reeves knows how to balance uh characters like that with story so even his apes movies there's a lot of characters. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he's yeah. no stranger to ensembles. Mm-hmm. He does them well. No, that's true. Very true. In Matt, we trust. Um, mm-hmm. In Matt, we trust. I, like I said, whoever he goes with, I obviously have my preferences, but I'll I trust him. So, that's the thing. besides casting for the batman part two we know james gunn will be announcing more casting soon because he said as much multiple times that he's ready to announce more casting for superman legacy uh as soon as the strike ends so i fully expect by the time this episode drops um (laughs) that casting to be out there already probably uh we'll know who lex Luthor is well, no, who Lex Luthor is, but uh, I would say we'll probably know Lex and maybe uh, Mom and Pa Kent, maybe the villain too. Mm. Perhaps Jarrell. Yeah, because yeah, I don't think Lex is the is the no, you know, no. The final final boss there. No, I don't no. no, they won't go down that door that route again. But but to your point, Phil, and I don't think we talked about this last time. Some concept art of Jor-El leaked a while ago, and they were using Kurt Russell's image in the concept art. So I wonder. We know James Gunn used likes to use uh, actors he's worked with. Kurt Russell played Star Lord's dad in Marvel. What if he uh, plays Superman's dad in DC? I mean, I could see it, uh, and even putting aside the the concept art uh i i think he could he could bring the kind of gravitas to the role and, and again not be too flashy or or you know sort of take away from uh you know from david corn sweat which i mean i think we're all in agreement the focus of this movie needs to be on on superman and not on and lois exactly uh but not on 
all the supporting characters. This is a Superman and Lois story, and that that should be the focus. Uh, but I think I think Russell would be he'd be fantastic again, sort of in that tradition of of of, of who has come before. You know, you think Brando, you think. Um, Oh God, I'm blanking. Russell Crowe. Thank you. Yeah, Russell Crowe. Um, you know, again, I think he could probably bring his own uh, flair to it. I mean, again, certainly I would... the Guardian movies are, are an interesting comparison. And I think people immediately go to that. They go, well, he'll just do that. I'm not necessarily convinced it would be that per se. I'd almost like to see Kurt Russell as Pa Kent more than Jor-El. That's what I would prefer. He kind of that's actually for, for me. I see him more as the farmhand kind of guy. That's a good point. That's a good point. I I, I could be convinced of that. I I would I think you know who'd be really good Jarrell. They'll never get him. I think Christian Bale. If you want the the gravitas, oh, the intensity. Former comic oh, book character, <laughs> he would be a pretty cool Jarrell. I think. I mean, it's. It's not like he hasn't done a comic book movie since the Dark Knight. So, like, yeah, no, I mean, it, no, that 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 is that is that is tempting. That I was is, thinking I, if James Gunn's going to go with someone he worked with before, that's not Michael Rooker because right. that's not Jarrell. But no, <laughs> I was no. maybe Lee Pace. Oh, oh, I could okay. see that. Yep, I, that, see I that. think he could he could do that. Oh yeah. yeah. What about um? You could say that. What's his name? Step Brothers. Will Ferrell's uh. Stepbrother in the movie. Oh, he was. Uh, oh, John C. Riley. John, John C. Riley. <laughs> yeah, let's let's, uh, let's table that one. We'll circle back to that one. Right, we'll circle back. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Perry White. Maybe maybe that's. You know, I could see Perry movie. White. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but I'm sure that's Michael Rooker. I no, was about I to say, I'm pretty sure that's Michael Rooker. You know what, Jimmy Olsen. That's a good one. Make John C. Riley Jimmy Olsen. Let's bet some Monopoly money here, gentlemen. We know Lex Luthor is probably going to be in this film. I don't know if it's been confirmed, but he it's oh let it's, let's it's Superman. The, the Lex will pop up in some mm-hmm. form or not. Let let's make a bet. A who we think the villain will be if Guns announces it soon, and B who is uh, going to be our Lex Luthor. So so for so for villain. Um... I think we're going to see Brainiac. I, I think Brainiac is going to be uh, the the big bad for this one. Uh, he he's been teased in in many films in the past, or in the, in in I should say in, in the the script stages. He's never had his proper due. I think we're going to get Brainiac, and, and I wouldn't be surprised to see it in the in the vein of like the animated series, even. Um, and who will play that? I, I I can't say on that one. Can't say on that one yet. But uh, I think we'll see Brainiac. And given that we have had rumors of a, a Skarsgård uh, as possibly Lex Luthor, I, I'm going to say Bill will be. Uh, oh, will, will be Lex. I, I'm going. I'm going to. I'm going to go break outside of the uh, the uh, the expectation and, and say, you know what? I I think Bill will uh, be our be our. Uh, our, our our favorite bald uh, bald headed evil biz, uh, billionaire. What are you, Chris? So I see a brainiac, and I raise you 
Lobo. Oh, all right, all right, all right. I think Lobo is going to be one of the antagonists. The other one will be Brainiac. I'm I'm expecting this to be a two villain movie. That's fair. Yeah. And Lobo is probably not going to be that big, and then we just kind of cut through it somewhere. Right. Right. But he will be there. Um, as far as the Luther casting, it's a tough one. Yeah. I want to go with the other Skarsgård brother. <laughs> I think Alexander's got this one, especially after his turn in succession as an eccentric billionaire. He was really good in that role. So I would see, as an, see that as an easy translation to Lex. Hmm. And I, I do think we're going to get the Skarsgård brothers uh, universe here going. Because <laughs> Bill would have something else, I'm sure. Right. The Joker. Sorry. The Joker. Right. The Joker. Most likely. <laughs> that just fits. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to go with Alexander Skarsgård. So to your point about Lobo, he's a bounty hunter in the comics. I could see Brainiac wanting to come and invade Earth or whatever, but not wanting to deal with Superman himself at first and kind of outsources it to Lobo. I could see a way of them doing something like that. There was that animated movie recently that I, I thought was terrible. Um, I think it was called War Worlds. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! That's yep. kind of the way Lobo was used. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of like a bounty hunter. Also in um, Superman, Man of Tomorrow, which I love. Yeah, Lobo's also in that, and that's kind of the Superman I think we're getting anyway. I can see a case for both Brainiac and Lobo, but I'm gonna go out of the box here. All right. I fair. think we already know who is playing our villain, and it's David Cornsweet. I think we're getting Bizarro. Huh. I think well, hear, hear, hear me out here. We know Lois is a co-lead. Right. We know their journalism careers are going to be important and at the forefront of this movie, according to James Gunn. I think Superman is a hero. Everyone loves him, but all of a sudden things start going wrong and play, Superman gets blamed for things and they set out to see who this guy is and it's bizarro. And I think it would be interesting because Bizarro comes from this whole counterculture. Everything's opposite. And I think that could play into Superman trying to figure out his purpose with his parents and his heritage. And I just think he fits with what we know about the movie so far. I like that. Plus, it's a smaller villain for yeah. like a more intimate movie for the first one. So I'm going to go Bizarro. Say Brainiac for an explosive sequel. I have seen people say that Brainiac's too big to do in the first one, which I think I, I can get on board with that. Because yeah. he is a, it's a huge lo- deal. It's a lot to unpack for one movie. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, do you do Batman versus the Joker in the first movie? I mean, Burton did it, yes, but like, <laughs> would you do it again? Nolan yeah. didn't do it. No. Reeves didn't do it. Yeah. Snyder didn't do it when he introduced Batman. So I don't know, but that's that's an interesting one. I know I kind of like that. Yeah. Well, I would. We just had Bizarro with Superman and Lois, though. True, true. So I don't know how you would work. Like I, I don't know how that would work. Plus, you're also going to bring in evil Superman because Bizarro is essentially yeah, is yeah wacky evil Superman. <laughs> so I I don't know. I, I I'm not against it. I'm just I don't know how that would work. I don't know. We'll see. I think I would you want to see him like in like the zombie kind of look too? 
I'd want to see him more looking like the Frankenstein monster type okay. zombie look. Yeah. See, that makes a difference. That that's a, that's I think that's, that helps it work because if you just do corn sweat with a reverse suit, that's not gonna fly. No, you got. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. Okay. So okay. I and I think fun. I love it, yeah, so I'm in for that. I uh, I just think knowing James Gunn, he likes the wacky characters. I, you might be onto something, Anthony, with that. Yeah. And uh, I think that's something he would like to play with, like the yin and yang there. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, too, I fully think James Gunn is the type as well to have the giant key for the Fortress of Solitude that only Superman can live. Like, just comic accurate, goofy stuff like that. And I, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, we're I, getting crypto, right? Yeah, I think that's all but confirmed at this yeah. point. I think it'd be so, Yeah. I don't know. And I think it would be a cool way, subtle way to like kind of make fun of the whole evil Superman trope with Bizarro. As for who I want to see as Lex Luthor or who I think it's going to be, I'm also going to go out of the box here and say it's going to be another actor. James Gunn just worked with at Marvel, but you never once saw on the screen. I'm going to go Bradley Cooper. Oh, I do love that. Yeah, (laughs) I like that idea a lot. He would be great. He would be great. I think Bradley Cooper is one of the actors who most fans, no matter who he's cast, is just a universal yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, yeah. and Lex, I think that'd just be fantastic. Yeah, that'd be perfect. That that would actually be perfect. He had he I mean, we know he's very he's a charming, good looking guy, which Lex is. You could see how he would charm the masses, but Bradley Cooper also has that intensity to him. Intensity like, to him, where if you piss him off, you could see he's got evil Lex emerge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I could say that. That's why, like, if they go older for Joker, he's actually my pick. Oh, he would be great as the Joker. He would be great for Harvey Dent too. But he, I mean, like I said, he's one of those. He could do he anything. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, yeah, he, he could be Batman. You know, he could have been. No, so I like that. Oh, yeah, I like that. I like that. I like it. Interesting choices all around. I like that we have three different Lexus. <laughs> yeah, I do yeah, too. That was nice. That was. But we didn't plan that. <laughs> Bradley Cooper would be the oldest of the three, I believe, because Bill is the youngest. Yep. I don't know how old Alexander Skarsgård is. I think he is. Uh, I don't think he's too old. I think he's late. Oh, I thought I was going to say late thirties. Oh, well, maybe he is. I think of him from True Blood. That's the first thing I saw him in. Oh whoa, he's forty seven. He looks great for his age. So yeah, I can say him and Bradley Cooper on the same age. Yep, yeah, forty eight. And I'm I again. I've talked about this before on the show. I want an older Lex Luthor, not too much older, but I think he should be older than Clark. Clark's, I think so too. I, yeah. I like that. I like that that difference. Yeah, even if you look at Birthright, Lex is still older than him in Birthright. Mm-hmm. Even though they, they, they're similar, Lexus, I think in Smallville, they're the same age. They're the I think same. That's why the only versions are the same age. Yeah, no, I, I like where there's a difference. It adds, it adds a bit more to Lex when Lex is older. Yeah. Established. Yeah. Business. I also want um, an overarching thing throughout the whole DCU Lex to kind of be um, President Lex, like running for that, like the oh, higher I office. See, I, I could see that happening. That could be incorporated. Would, would you want them to forego him being part of Lex Corp and just do that? I mean, I think you could do it like he owns Lex Corp, but he's running. For no, I mean, like like he's actively working at Lex Corp. 
He's like, yeah, Lex oh. is his, but maybe he's you know off doing candidate stuff. I think yeah. that would actually be the way to go. I mean, I mean, you know, not to make it real life or anything, but he could always say he's not involved with Lex Corp anymore, but really he still is and yeah. still running for president. So <laughs> I, I don't know. They're, I think he would just life. be, yeah. I just think he would be a good uh, villain to go through all the movies mm-hmm. as president and doing anti-superhero legislation and things like that. Well, what adds to it? Yeah, it'd be nice to have that thread that goes through them. Because, like we, we've said it before, we don't need cameo fest. We don't need everybody and everything. No, but just like little Easter eggs and mentions—that's cool enough. Yeah, like seeing him on the cover of a newspaper, right. seeing a news report in the background, him giving a press conference or yeah. something. Yeah, campaign rally or something. Yeah. Plus, I think he would be an interest, make an interesting duo with Waller. Like Waller, one of his cabinet secretaries. You know, because yeah, we know Waller is going to be a thing. Yep. So. And it opens up the possibilities for many, many stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. We're gonna, but uh, we're going to know soon enough. We're going to know soon enough. I mean, the countdown is on, gentlemen. It's November 2023. We have uh, less than two years here. We have a year and a half, just about, until this would open on the big screen. And if things are still on track, it's supposed to film in January. Or yeah. it was supposed to, so. I would say things might be on track still. I think so. I I would be surprised if it didn't start. If it, <clears throat> they actually tweeted out um, tonight that even though they haven't signed the contract yet, as of tomorrow, you can start doing costume fittings and table reads and everything like that. So everything except actually shooting. Things are rolling. I want to see him in that suit. <laughs> they were I want to see the suit. Yes. I, I know, seriously. I, I need to, to, just a little little tease. <laughs> so. so while we uh, talked a little bit about what we want to see in Superman here, when, when we uh, talked about what we wanted to talk about tonight, uh, Phil, you came up with a good idea, uh, courtesy of, or inspired by our friend, uh, Holy Backcast. Right. So uh, they uh, did an episode where uh, they talked about what they want to see in, in Superman Legacy, and Given that the three of us are uh, are major fans, and that's putting it mildly of the of the Dark Knight, I thought it would be fun uh, to maybe uh, do some speculating of what we would like to see in the forthcoming Brave and the Bold, Batman and Son, whatever they're going to call uh, the movie, the the DCU Batman movie. Let's let's go with that. Uh, sort of a a breakdown of what uh, what we'd like to see, what we hope uh, is a, a part of this future Batman movie. Uh, this is, we've said before, a great time to be a Batman fan because not only do you have the Reeves verse on, on one hand, but you've got uh, what is coming down the line with uh, Batman and Damien. So, uh, gentlemen, uh, I'll, I'll put it to you first. Uh, I, I'm expecting we're going to have some overlap <laughs> with this with this list, uh, these lists. But uh, nevertheless, uh, uh, feel free. You know, one of you, uh, fire away. What what do, what are you what are you most looking for in uh, in uh, the Batman movie? You want to kick us off, Chris, with your first major wish? My first major wish is. I want Batman to have a real Batcave. Because we have, like, Forever has a cool cave. Um, Keaton's and Bale's both look like health hazards. 
which is fine. I mean, that's cool too. They, you know, they were like real caves. But I want like like the trophies, you know. Mm. I don't need the dinosaur. I don't need like a twenty foot dinosaur. But I want to see the penny. I want to see a Joker card. You know, stuff like that. And I would love to see the suitcases or the tubes, whatever the hell they are, the cylinders with the suits. In them. <laughs> I would love to see that, especially because there's gonna be a Batman in his prime. He's been through some stuff. We know he's probably had a Robin already since we're getting Damien. So let's see some of that stuff this but I, I want a Kate. Co-signed. Yeah, you're on mute, Phil. Can you hear me now? There we go. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> was the it was the Joker's fault? Um, no, uh, I, I I'll co-sign on that. Uh, we all want the trophy room. We all want so. One of my major wishes is I am not a fan of Frank Miller's Batman. Mm-hmm. This is a Batman in the in our prime. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the great things that the Batman did was at the end of the movie, he realized he can't just be a symbol of fear. He has to be a symbol of hope as well. So my wish for the Batman, the brave and the bold is this Batman knows he's a hero knows he inspires people as much as scares people and he has that bit of lightness in him despite being intimidating um even if damien needs to bring it out a bit more like the fact that he has a kid now uh makes it come out a little bit more um i don't want him to be so jaded he's given up on people or anything yet so that's my number one love that love that um, this is in no particular order, uh, but I would like to see the bat boat again. Uh, we've 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 seen the bat cycle in a number of different films. We've seen different versions of the bat plane. Uh, I'd like to see the bat boat come back. We've only had it once in, uh, well, I guess, twice if you count the Adam West movie. But uh, <laughs> I would like to see some version of of the bat boat, or or even uh, like a bat sub. Uh, something uh, in that in that mold, I think, would be interesting. And again, would differentiate uh, the, uh, the 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 toys, if you will, uh, from uh, what has come before. We the bad part, I think, is is a cool because Gotham is an island, like mm-hmm. New York. It's my left from New York, so yeah, you would think that he'd have some kind of water transportation. Yep. Yeah. It, op- it, it, it opens the door, you know. <laughs> you get Mister Freeze in there, you know. There's a lot. There's a lot that could happen. Maybe he freezes the water around Gotham. You know, I mean, yeah, Batman's got to get out to an iceberg somewhere. <laughs> <You know? laughs> <It'd> be fun. <laughs> yeah, def- I, I definitely a bat boat. That 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 would be a must for me. I I sign me up. There we go. So I said, there's going to be a lot of co here. Yeah. Another thing I want to see is for like a wish list thing. I want to, this isn't so much as like a story thing, but I want the the world of Gotham to feel lived in. Because again, if this is a prime Batman, we should know that he's a prime Batman. Now, how you accomplish that on film, I don't know. I'm not, that's above my pay grade. But we, sh- I, I feel like we should know this is a Gotham. Like Anthony said, he already knows he's a hero. Gotham knows he's a hero. 
but let's see the world. Like, let's see Arkham is full of villains or something mm. like that. Or make that. mention that he's been around. I guess that kind of maybe goes with the trophy idea in the Batcave, but... No, but I know what you're <laughs> saying. Kind of a, a a world that has had Batman. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't want it to be like a new concept when he shows up. Is that the Bat? No, that, that's Batman. You know yeah. he's Batman. Right, yeah. Here to probably hit you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or save you, depending who, who's who sees it. Right. <laughs> But yeah, that's, that's something I'd like to. No more urban legend. Yeah, no more urban legend. There you go. No more urban yeah. legend. This is Batman. Yeah. It's his city and everyone knows it. Mm-hmm. Right. So I know this one we're all going to be in agreement with. Don't shy away from the fantasy elements. Mm-hmm. We've had our realistic Batman. Now give us the Lazarus Pit. Give us guns that can freeze the entire island give us a woman who can control plant life give us man bat uh you know show us batman against gods if he's going to be running around with superman and wonder woman in these team of films have him take on supernatural villains in his city as well so he has some experience of that stuff those monsters yeah give us you know Leave the realistic villains to Reeves to do and give us the fantastical villains. Give us, you know, as... And that doesn't just go for their powers either. Give us the costumes. Like, this is a comic book, you know? Yes, it is not practical for Catwoman to run around in a bodysuit with a whip and high heels, but that is Catwoman. Like, just give it to us. Absolutely co-sign that. Uh, let's see. Another thing I would uh, would like. This would actually be a character. Uh, I would like to see Vicky Vale be brought back. Um, it, it doesn't necessarily have to go down the love interest route, though. I think there could be some interesting story elements there. I, I would just like to see like a you know a, an established reporter. You know, kind of especially if we're going to have you know that with with uh with lois lane i mean not that there has to be a a direct comparison but i think it would be kind of fun uh to maybe take that uh uh take that route again and you know again maybe even like you know make her a combination of like summer gleason uh from the animated series i'm all for that i give her a talk show even yeah you throw jack Ryder too he doesn't have to be the creeper no just have Jack there. I think that's a cool, cool thing. Little, little nods, little nods. Mm-hmm. So this next thing for me is actually more of a story thing. Mm-hmm. It's something that's important to me as a Damien fan. I want to see the journey that Damien goes through from being just a bastard kid <laughs> to this is Bruce Wayne's son. Because in the comics, it took a long time to get there, and various writers. Mm-hmm. But once they did it, it just stuck really well for me. Because I remember reading the original Batman and Son run and thinking, man, I hate this character. What's the point of this? This is so stupid. And then as you know, you, you keep reading like, oh, well, that's his, that's why he's like this. Okay. And then the turnaround with him, you, know, you get to the stuff with uh, Dick's Batman mm-hmm. and how they're Batman and Robin together. And it's just some really, really great stuff. So I'm hoping... They retain that kind of story element for Damien in the movie. So when he starts that, yeah, he's probably not going to be likable. Right. But through the course of the movie, we understand him and we start to see him become more 
I wouldn't say gentle because that's just not Damien, but just more, uh, just easier to deal with, I suppose. Right, right. And more likable. Not mm-hmm. so much a brat. Yeah, not so much a brat. And of, and of course, I want them to start with a kid. I, w- I would like them to use a kid for this. Yes. I think it, it's oh. imperative, especially if you're going to show a journey over you know, what is probably going to be a multi-film uh, story. I mean, certainly mm-hmm. this film is going to be more or less contained, but I mean, I think you're going to have somebody who's going to be showing up in, in various stories and iterations. It, you need to have a, a, a younger actor for that journey. Mm-hmm. Would I'm you want kind of... to... Go go ahead. Oh no no no! Go on. No, I would just say like, would you want to see a lot of heavy flashbacks or more kind of just told like through exposition dumps? Since we're gonna have it on screen, I think I want to see it. I want to see him with the League of Assassins and doing all that. Same. I I don't think they need to show him killing anybody. No no no. That'll push it. But yeah. Or if they do, that's fine. That's fine. But I prefer that they do. Yeah, I, I think. I think flashbacks would be the way to go and maybe some exposition when needed mm-hmm. but also having talia there would help a lot too right right because you could see the way talia is and go from there yep i agree with all of that and i want that too i'm gonna piggyback off of that actually um i want to see and this is more of a story idea as well i want to see bruce slash batman struggling to be a dad I want to have these quiet moments in between the action where he's frustrated. He doesn't know how to deal with the child. He goes to Alfred. He reflects, you know, maybe we get a scene with Nightwing. Like, where did I go wrong with you? And Nightwing's like, well, maybe, you know, he gives advice. Batgirl gives him advice. Like, we've all seen what you were like raising us. And now you have an actual kid. Don't make the same mistakes. Like, I want to see him reflecting on what happened to his other sidekicks that he was essentially a father figure for and how that influences how he's treating Damien. I like that. I like that. That makes me wonder though, would you guys want Jason Todd to exist or have existed? Because I would skip Jason Todd. I wouldn't have him in this movie, but I think... I think I would. I would think at this point they still believe he's dead, and whether he comes up in another movie, actually alive, so be it. But I think at this point he's dead, and that's one of the mistakes he has, and one of the fears he has now about being a real dad. Like he lost a surrogate child, or he literally lost one to death. He lost Nightwing because they're falling out. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about the Jason Todd because I mean, certainly it adds an, a great element to to Batman story. This is where like I put on my general audience hat and I say okay, you want to try to streamline this as much as Mm -hmm. possible and I think you already begin by explaining Jason was the second Robin that like I think it starts adding more complexities that again we're not the ones that are necessarily the target here. It's the average person. Okay, wait. He was Robin, now he's not Robin. Okay, wait now there's Nightwing. Like it just adds a whole other layer of confusion that I think otherwise might not uh, uh, well, be needed. Because, I mean, I I don't see them going down the route of, like, 
like let's let's show the flashback where like the Joker beat you know Jason to death. I I don't see this version going that way. I mean, Robert Pattinson's alluded to like, oh yeah, let's do it something like that in our movie. But like, I see that happening with that one. Yeah, exactly. But I I don't see it in in like not this is like you know kid friendly Batman, but like I don't think it's gonna lean into like all right here comes the crowbar. Yeah, no, I agree. So. Our friend Matt Spaulding on Twitter, Ace of Knaves, he has said before in conversations on Twitter that nowadays in the comics, the Bat family has gotten too large, which makes it, it less special. And I fully agree that's with that. Fair. No, that's right. I don't think you need all these members. I think you just need Nightwing, Batgirl, yeah. and a Robin. Like, I'm sorry, I love Tim Drake, but I don't think they're going to have a Tim Drake Robin. I think Damien's going to be the Robin. That's why I would skip Jason and Tim. Yeah. It's too much. It's too yeah. much. On the point of the, the Batman being too large, that reminds me of, um, there's one of the annuals recently, and it, it had, you know, a bunch of smaller stories, and one of the stories was Bruce wanted a picture of the entire Bat family. Well, the entire Bat family in one picture was a splash page because there's so many people. Yeah. Like, no. you're not a loner anymore, man. <laughs> no, it's too much. It's too much. No, they got to streamline it, which, I mean, I think that's what they're going to do anyway. Like which, I said, is, yeah, is I think it's going to be Damien, Nightwing, Batgirl. And I still think, I, I always considered Red Hood. I I always considered four, four of them. I, I think you could do the but, Jason thing because you could minimize him as Robin. Like, okay, he was Robin for a year and the Joker murdered. Mm-hmm. Say that in conversation. No, that's yeah. fair. That, that's true. You can do that. And, and that could be his reasoning for being so stiff when it comes to Damien. Like, uh, this just happened, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> again, this, this just happened. My last surrogate son was murdered, and my surrogate son before that ran off because me and him had a big falling out. Yeah. So maybe <laughs> so. you go home with your mother. <laughs> <laughs> Let her raise you. <laughs> She's doing a bang-up job so far. Yeah. <laughs> you tried to kill Dick. <laughs> A1 parenting right there. I, you know, again, this sort of falls into the um, the vehicles, but I would like to see a, a Batmobile that is, the best way I can describe it is a combination of the Adam West Batmobile and the Tim Burton one. Like, just sort of a, again, not necessarily that, like, smushed together, mind you, but like, a real the, car with like accents? Yeah, like you know, <laughs> the sleekness of say the Burtons, but like it has all of the different, you know, gadgets and whatnot. Like again, if we're gonna lean into the fantastical, like let's let let let's just go crazy. Like, you know, let's let's you know, hit the button and like the net's <laughs> gonna fly out or something, or like, you know, an oil <laughs> slick is gonna come out of the tire, you know, like just kind of stuff like that. Yeah. Something fun the Arkham games uh, Batmobile had Bat- Batmobile had that I don't we've not seen anywhere else is the back of it opens and there's a seat for the villain to kind of um, like he arrests somebody yeah yeah car. <laughs> little storage yeah well it's like a little storage place for the villain yeah yeah yeah, there we, yeah. yeah well, I, I assume this one like I assume this one has to at least be a multi-seater if he has a Bat family this time oh, around oh He'll yeah, need yeah room for the ch- Damien. Yeah. Yeah. Two in the back, two in the front. <laughs> I, I think, like, as far as a Batmobile goes, and I don't know if Anthony, I don't know if you're looking for someone like what Phil wants, but I kind of want something that doesn't even look like a vehicle. 
Like I want them to do like a Batman head on the front of it. Ooh, oh, that, yeah. Like I can imagine the animated series car. I want something like that. Yeah. Okay. Or, or something. You all want that that long? That's like five city blocks long. Yeah. <laughs> I'm cool with it. Just put the <laughs> put the straight um like the points on the back of it. Throw a Batman head on the front. Put some neon like the Schumacher car. I'm happy. <laughs> I could say that. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I need like I a could... space mobile. <laughs> Just sort of I, Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, my ideal Batmobile, I mean, Batmobile, in my mind, is the 89 mobile. I think you can find a way to just tweak that one a bit. Maybe make the front a little less phallic looking, and uh, that's my perfect car. Just put a Batman head on it. There we go. That's all. Yeah. yeah put the, put yeah. the bad symbol right there. That's the answer to every Batmobile problem. Just put a bad put the bad on face it. on it. That's yeah. it. Tom. How do we feel about um, the emblem? Do we want to see the return of the yellow oval? Do we want something like almost what's behind you, Chris? In that, uh, in that, I, that kind of my favorite right now. That I like that too. And I, I understand the point story wise of the yellow. It's supposed to draw. The gunfire to the most protected part of his chest. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I kind of like a little splash of color in the suit. Um, I Again, I've brought it up on the show. Chris, you'll be able to tell me which artist it was. I think it was Rebirth Batman who had the purple in his cape. I like that color I a lot. I love the purple in the cape. I also love the purple glove. It's like the original bat suit is one of my favorite looks, period. Mm. Mm-hmm. It is cool. What are the odds? Uh, We're getting a blue suit, blue and gray. I think those odds are pretty high. Yeah, I I would be surprised if if we didn't. And I personally, I wouldn't want the yellow oval myself because I feel like that's Keaton's. I feel like that belongs. No, that's a very good point. Yeah, it's you know that's like a respect to Keaton kind of thing. That is your deal. Don't take that from. (laughs) Don't take it from. But like the again the rebirth What's costume bu- yeah I kind of re- like rebirth costume has the bat with yellow around it not yeah. an oval but it's like outline yeah I subtle. would do that yeah. and, and he still has the yellow utility belt for another splash of color mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I'm going with the splashes of color especially because you want to differentiate from Pattinson. Pattinson's Batman who is essentially black and gray which they may yeah. you know they're going to change the suit he might even just be all black going forward right. Um, this guy needs. To, I think it'd be better if he's blue and gray. A little bit of color. I would be fine with being black and gray if he has a purple cape. The inside of the cape. I really like that look. I that think would be cool. black and gray in general. I mean, I don't care if they're both black and gray, but I, I do think they're going to make them different. I um, yeah, yeah. I don't. Another thing I want would like I would love to say this again more is a, like an aesthetic um, choice, but I would like to see like famous images recreated just for like a quick shot, like you know that scene in Batman v Superman where Batman is like flying away from um, Doomsday and it's like a a recreation oh, the Frank Miller yeah the, the 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 cover like stuff like that i would like to see happen 
just like it doesn't have to be an overload, but like a few iconic moments. Like even the first cover of uh, of Detective uh, Twenty Seven, mm-hmm. like to recreate that image with like the the you know the the hoods and like Batman you know swinging off and you know them shooting at him and whatnot like just just stuff like that that would be kind of just fun little nods aesthetically i want a bat again like an undisputable bat on his chest yeah like the pattinson one is not (laughs) i mean not really and the affleck one is too big i hate the big logo yeah the fat bat i want the traditional bat my thing with the pattinson one is that the marketing material the bat has a head. Yeah, he does. Yeah. On yeah. Pattinson's chest, it does not have a head, which it, makes it look different. Like, yeah, so exactly. The head is cool with. It. Yeah. No, absolutely. But in the movie, he did not have a head. Right, because it, it's not part of the knife. So of course, no. I I also want a Batman who uses his gadgets while fighting. I like give me yeah, like. Yeah, throw the batarangs and take out a bunch of villains without even throwing a punch. <laughs> like, like in Arkham. Yeah, that'd be cool. I, I like both of those ideas. The, the gadgets, the bat, and also what Phil was saying, the iconic shots, because there are quite a few iconic shots to recreate. Like, yeah. One thing I've always wanted to see in comics, in a lot of books when Batman's fighting, he does this move where his knee is, like he jumps knee first into somebody's face. Yeah. yeah. I want to yeah. see that. Yeah. <laughs> I want I want the cape that falls around him when he's standing there. Yes. 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 Yeah. We haven't had that in a Bale's cape did that in begins. Yeah. In begins when he's standing on the he's gargoyle. On the, on the, yeah. Yep. On the building. Yeah. Also the scene I, I think it's when uh he's in the back cave with Rachel. Yes. Kind of yeah, he's kind of standing like in the shadows. Cape. I think the, the cape is on him like that. I, I want yeah. a really nice cape. I know it's an odd thing to say. I want the cape with the no. scallops again. Yep. I yep. want it to look cool. We so haven't had scallops in a long time. No, I would say this is the time to lean into the comic book world and I mean just let, let's go nuts. Like mm-hmm. I mean there, there's just untapped potential. I mean I guess you could say the last time we had a comic booky Batman world was maybe the Schumacher films, but even that's kind of like Gotham City on acid most of the time. Give me, give me the blimps. <laughs> yes, the police blimps. I feel like the blimps will be in Reeves' world. I can see them in That does world. seem to, I think you're yeah, right. I feel Chris. like the blimps are coming. <laughs> that, 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 uh, especially yeah. with, the, with the flooding, I feel like the blimps You're going to need blimps, yeah. I, yeah. Gotta have you know blimps. what I really liked in the Schumacher films? I would like to see Return. I liked that in Batman Forever, there was a tunnel connecting the mansion to Wayne Tower. That seems like <laughs> uh, something that Batman a... would have. I also like in the Arkham games how Alfred will deliver the suit or any gadget Batman needs through like the drones wherever he is in Gotham City. That's, That's cool. I, I want to see tech. Yeah, like real tech. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. like forever had tech, but it it wasn't like real. Even by today's standards, that's not realistic. No, no. And I'm not saying I want like hyper realistic stuff. I just want something that we could say, oh, I, I've seen that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On top of the the crazy stuff. Yeah, a like, yeah, battering that could go by. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Oh. I like that a lot. Also, I know you said earlier, Chris, you want Gotham that feels lived in mm-hmm. and. To kind of go 
add on to that. I want a Gotham. I want the most comic book accurate Gotham yet. Like, give me a, a, a if if Reeves Gotham had a child with Burton's Gotham and Schumacher's Gotham. Like, give me a combination of those three because all three of those have elements I love. I love the Reeves darkness. I love. I honestly love all the statues and Schumacher's and the neon. And then Burton's just has a classic Gothic architecture. Give me a version of all three, like just this otherworldly dark city, kind of like Blade Runner. That's the Gotham I want. I would co-sign that. Yeah, I would too. I I, I like the idea of having them one, like one love child. Gotham. Gotham needs to be its own distinct character, just like Metropolis does, and that's why I'm glad DC is getting its own permanent studios in London. Like, I feel like they have a chance to build out these cities and make them proper. And on that note, I really want to see the the return of a gothic Arkham Asylum. I mean, give me the wrought iron fence mm-hmm. and, and the, the you know, spires. I mean, I you know, you, you saw a little bit of it with, with Schumacher's. Give me that times 10. Arkham should look like a place you need a tetanus shot before walking into Bingo, bingo. It, Arkham should look like Hell on you're Earth. watching, yeah, you're like you're watching an old Hammer horror film or Universal yeah, Monster yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. Like every time you look at it, you just expect lightning to flash over it. That's what Arkham <laughs> yeah, should perpetual look darkness like. around the belt. There's like a black cloud that hangs over the sky. Yeah. <laughs> Never sunlight. No, <laughs> I like it on a hill too, if possible. Yeah. Let's yeah. get yeah. really specific, but I like it on a hill, no, hill overlooking the water. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I've said it before and I'll say it again, give me a Batmite Mr. Pitsnick film with Steve Martin and uh Martin Short as the oh, two yeah. of them. Oh, that's brilliant. That is that is <laughs> sheer brilliance right there. <laughs> that is brilliance. Well, but did you guys see James Gunn actually came out with a book uh, I think it's releasing this month. It's a Strange and unsung all stars of the DC multiverse, a visual encyclopedia. And it's all of the minor characters in the DC universe he thinks are unsung heroes. And uh, I definitely plan on picking this up because I feel like you'll get a lot of clues as to who's coming in the universe. I'm looking at the cover right now on Amazon, and you have Peacemaker on there, you have King Shark, the Creature Commandos. Then you have a bunch of other people. I have no clue who they are, honestly. But I mean, there it is. There it is, right there. Something to begin the creeper. <laughs> I think it's. I think that's probably going to happen. Yeah, it'll start with Jack Ryder, and then the door will be opened. I think that's the way to go. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, there there is so much untapped potential, and it, it's like at this point, you really have to go for broke. I mean, don't don't hold back. Don't play it safe like just fire on all cylinders with this mm-hmm. and you know they just got that new screenwriter or scriptwriter. Mm. that's that's a pretty cool thing although uh, i know the three of us have talked about it but everybody asks all these questions when they when they tweet james gunner they talk to him on instagram they, they ask him these wild things like is this character going to be in there is it going to look like this are they going to yeah. have this is this in the same news? Why does why does someone want to know how this works? Because that's what I want to know. How does the writer's room of the DC studios work? 
that is that is a, a, an excellent question, Chris, and I am I'm with you on it because you know a little clarity would help. A little clarity would help. Yeah, I feel like every time James is going to clarify something, it raises fifty more questions and spurns fifty more debates online. It, and it does, and that's fair. I mean, everybody's curious, and I, I get that. But I feel like there's one question that's sort of important because we know he's hired all these writers. We know he has a room of people that are just cranking stuff out. Yeah, how does it work? <laughs> you know, does, I would guess it... James Gunn always gets the final pass on a script. He'll do the final pass on a script. All these other people will write it, and he'll do the final pass to make it sound like everything else and fit. Yeah, but then. When the director comes on, do they have say so? Or in this oh, case, I think so. I think so. Bold, we have a new writer. What does he do with what was? You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it again, it creates more questions than answers. Yeah, I, I, I think it's Edward Dingley. Too many questions. Right. <laughs> too many questions. <laughs> too, many, too many questions. <laughs> yeah. It a little clarity would help. A little clarity would help. Um. But like so, the, there's that old expression, like you know, you, I guess you don't always need to know how the sausage is made. <laughs> we don't. That is true. We're not entitled to know anything. It just no. It's, I would like to know. That's, that's no, the one I, question I would like. To I'm know. with you. I'm with you. Like, what's going on in the writers' room? Yeah. How did just how does it work? How do you do this? <laughs> yeah. What's the, what's the process? <laughs> yeah. I don't need to ask him anything else. I don't care. I'll just let everything as it comes. It's cool. Are you the number one guy? Yes. And where is Bob? Where is Bob? <laughs> <laughs> we should um, mention as well. Um, James Gunn did confirm Creature Commandos is still slated for 2024, yeah. which I'm excited about. I'm very interested in that project, especially given the cast involved and the fact we know we're going to see them in live action at some point as well. Mm-hmm. And another bit of interesting news, uh, if you go back to James Gunn's DC Slate announcement on YouTube, uh, Lanterns has been renamed, the Lanterns TV show has been renamed Precinct Earth in the chapter description, Hmm. which... Interesting. I can't see the show being called Precinct Earth unless Green Lantern's in front of it kind of like what you were saying on Twitter, Chris. It would have to be called Green Lantern's Precinct Earth or something. Precinct Earth doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. No. <laughs> I mean, to comic fans, yeah, oh, that's awesome. But, like, again, we are not who these things are. It, it, again, the general audience, it, it, too many questions. Too many questions. Yeah, too many questions. <laughs> yeah. And also, yeah. you look at something like, um, I don't know, Birds of Prey. Yeah. Nobody knew what it was. It, it, Nobody understood it. You put Thus, Harley Quinn in the Birds of Prey. Bingo. Oh, it's a Harley Quinn movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is why I, I believe that the Batman the, the Batman and Son, whatever it is, will be called Batman mm-hmm. and Son. Batman, Brave and the Bold. There's no way they're going to just put this out there as the Brave and the Bold. Um, right. You know, again, not to go on the whole Flash thing again, but like, if you're going to put Batman in something... Batman's name has to be in the title. Yeah, because I mean, you, some people say, "Well, they'll see the poster." What if they don't? Exactly. If they yeah. just hear the name, they can. They don't hear a bat symbol on top of the, you know, yeah, exactly. No, exactly. They, they know. can't hear a symbol. You have the brave and the bold. What is that? You know, right. precinct Earth. Yeah, 
is Precinct Third does sound kind of like a cool sci-fi show anyway. Yeah, so that might have that might be the exception. Um, but I still think you need but, Green Lantern or Lantern. Yeah, some kind of distinction. So we have some breaking news from Deadline here. Wow, look at that. Uh, according to Deadline, Superman Legacy will begin production in March and no. will hold on to its July 11th, 2025 release date. So that that I mean that I'm not surprised uh in that sense uh that they are gonna keep the July date. Um I, I suppose that does suggest that maybe things weren't as far along with the production. Well, or it, it could just be given everything that has also happened. I would say that and plus I, I would think they haven't they didn't get a chance at the costume fittings and all that stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. And it's yeah, less than two months to go. Mm-hmm. They're going to take their time, I suppose. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So, gentlemen, I do have one more question for you. If we're going to bet Monopoly money here, let me go to the bank. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Superman Legacy. Final bets here. Well, we'll talk about it beforehand. I'm sure again, (laughs) but crypto. We'll never talk about it again. (laughs) Crypto. Is he going to talk or not? Yeah. I I would I would say no. I hope it's no. I almost think he might talk. I, I'm not saying it's going to overtake the movie or even a scene, but I I'm I'm almost saying he will. There will be some speaking. I could see it as we go the whole movie with him just as a regular dog, and then like the. A post-credit scene movie. or something, yeah. Clark's like sitting on top of a building or I don't know what, and Crypto shows up next to him. Hey, Clark. Yeah, something Friends. like that. Yeah. <laughs> and the dog I'm... is going to be voiced by like someone incredibly famous. Yeah. Like Leonardo DiCaprio or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we should get the guy who voiced Doug and up. To voice it, <laughs> or or uh, who voices King Shark on Harley Quinn? Just like one of those like goofy type voices. Oh uh, yeah, voice yeah. I was thinking Kevin Costner actually. <laughs> um, I don't think he's going to talk though. Actually, I think he's just going to be a nonverbal dog, but with all the powers. And I agree with you, Chris. I think it's going to be a post-credit scene. I don't even think we're going to see him have any powers till the post-credit scene. Yeah. I think. I think maybe he's going to fly up to the Fortress of Solitude and play fetch. He throws a ball off a glacier and you just see him fly off to grab it or something. That actually would be cool. That would be a nice way to end it. Yeah. (laughs) And maybe then we don't have to hear him talk. Bingo. Yeah. No. (laughs) Honestly, as long as the dog doesn't talk, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. (laughs) Yeah. If I want to see a talking dog, I'm going to rewatch strays, which is a great time, by the way. (laughs) I still need to say that. Pointed by that. (laughs) (laughs) If he does talk, though, I guess fine because Gunn does have a good track record with talking animals. That's fair. That is fair. But, but it's still, not something I want. <laughs> no, because like I said, that 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 is a situation where if it is not handled perfectly and with the right actor doing the voice, it, it could just come off as utterly ridiculous and, and campy. And I, I don't think you want to leave that kind of impression. No, this is not Guardians of the Galaxy. No, it's bingo, bingo. We have some more breaking news from Deadline. Breaking news. Who is Lex Luthor? 
<laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, deadline confirms the Brave and the Bold is only in the earliest stages of development. Andy Muschietti is focusing on completing his prequel Max series, Welcome to Derry, first, which HBO and Warner Brothers is making a priority in trying to get shot ASAP. So 26 still works then. <laughs> yeah, I would say 26 for Batman. The Brave and the Bold. Yeah. So I guess we're getting the Lex announcement within the hour. I was going to say, we, we keep it up. We'll probably have the whole cast. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, again, it, it makes sense. I mean, we, we've said it before on this show. The, the real priority right now should be on Superman Legacy. That's that's where all the marbles are. That, that's the Batman. Yeah. If it, if it fails, it's not good. They need the home run. He needs they, a they, home run. They need a home run. Otherwise, you know, well, it'll just be bring on you know more Batman, which I mean, it won't be won't be an issue in you know in our book. But like you know, um, no, th- this film does it. It needs to land. It it needs to land. You know, again, d- dispel with the idea it has to make a billion dollars because I mean that's just ridiculous to, in today's age. But it, it does need to. Uh, it does need to work um, more so than anything else. I think as long as it gets quality reviews. Yeah. Maybe money doesn't matter as long as it gets to reviews. Well, let's remember this. Batman Begins made like $350 million worldwide. Again, I will even throw the Batman 770 worldwide, which again is is impressive. It's incredible. But like, you know, still like that. Yeah, it didn't hit a billion dollars. And there is no way Superman Legacy will hit a billion, given sadly how tarnished the brand is, apart from Batman right now. And WB and Gunn and fans should be aware of that. They have to be rebuild goodwill. I fully believe James Gunn is capable of making a billion dollar Superman movie, but it won't hit until the sequel at minimum. Just my opinion, but I don't think we should realistically look at movies or, or um how should I say this like we shouldn't expect a movie to hit a billion dollars anymore. I think no. that oh I agree I agree that boom is done. Especially getting, a superhero movie. Right. We're back to a point where there's variety in theaters. People have different tastes now. I, I do think there is a level of superhero fatigue. Mm-hmm. Um there's a lot of factors. So I don't think the billion dollars is really guaranteed to any of these films. I think when they can make their budget and double it in profit, that's a winner. That's you know, a win. You know, yep. a movie costs 150, it makes five, let's say. Yep. That's I a think good day. We should be happy. I agree. sprinkling some good reviews. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a win. If you good reviews to go with that profit, it's a win. You win. Won. It, bingo. Yeah. Yes. Despite, despite the noise you'll hear from. The Snyder bro saying, oh, this is considered a success with Batman versus Superman made at 800 million. I'm one of those people who thinks Batman versus Superman was a success. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, and, that, and that's, no, I, I, no, you're right. I mean, I am one all... of those people who says objectively it was a success. Subjectively, the very first movie with Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman should have made well over a billion dollars. I agree. With that. Oh yeah, that's that is a it, very. It should have rocked the the entire world. Yeah, we should still be talking about it. 
<laughs> in in more ways in than we do. Positive <laughs> yeah. terms. In more ways no, than we you, do. You're right, Anthony. Though the way people will compare um, whatever legacy makes, if it makes ten dollars, if it makes two and a half billion dollars, the comparisons will come out. Well, this did this, and mm-hmm. it's not that great. Or the numbers they'll say, well, they spent a billion dollars on promotion. Of course, they made yeah. that. And, you know, yeah. there's always going to be comparisons with any group. Even um, if you just go with like the guys on Twitter who hate these films, like all superhero films. Oh yeah, and teach their own. You know, we're not picking on anybody. No, no. But teach their own. You know, there's. I think there's a, a way to look at these things that's very black and white. Yeah. If you just look at the actual numbers, you know. No, I mean the numbers do tell a story. Right. They do just tell a story. The numbers. That's it. You know. Numbers don't lie. <laughs> Usually not. No. I mean, sometimes. Now, you... when, when, and then when you add in the expectations of what you're watching, yeah, that's that becomes a different ballgame. That's the thing. Like I believe the Batman should have made more money. Oh, I agree with you. I mean. Given the Dark Knight cleared a billion dollars, hands down. Uh, the Dark Knight Rises, uh, you know, the last one before it made over a billion dollars. No, no, no doubt it needed to it, it come very close to a billion. Mm-hmm. It, uh, in fairness, the Dark Knight Rises is coming off the Dark Knight, which had everyone talking about oh, yeah. the no, Heath Ledger. Bingo. <laughs> yeah. Again, totally yeah. different story. Yeah. No. There was no way Rises was not going to make the deal. No. No. <laughs> I think Rises legitimately could have had Batman versus the ghost of Mr. Chicken. And it would have made the money. <laughs> it would, no, it would have, yeah. Batman could have danced in that movie, you know, done the Batusi or something, you know. He could, well, he does dance. He does dance, you know. There's, 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 none of this, though. None of this, though. No, no, none of that. No, no. He, he, could, he could have done the evil Peter Parker from Spider-Man 3. Dance. Yes. There we go. That's it. Yeah. Like I haven't. My knee hasn't felt as good in years. Time to use it. <laughs> just see him sitting in Lucius Fox's uh, chair at Wayne at Wayne Enterprises with his feet up on the desk. <laughs> Feels good to be back. It's <laughs> snapping his fingers. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, speaking of Lucius, nothing against the character, but I want this Batman. And this Alfred to really do the majority of the tech work themselves. He doesn't need a third person making all of his technology. I would even go a step further. I don't I don't want them to use Lucius in this movie because I don't think anyone can play him better than Morgan Freeman. Like he is Lucius Fox as far as I'm concerned. And I I, I don't think anyone could top that. I again I, I I know that might be a radical statement, but I, I just think that that's a tough one to follow. I think I'm with you because of that statement. I don't know if I want to see someone other than Morgan. No, now, I, I do believe no actor is bigger than a character. Oh no, no, you're right about but that. But at the same time, let's say you recast Lucius, if he's not doing the Q thing, what are you doing with him? Bingo. Yeah. So why are we including him? That that's the thing. You're not and, gonna... and I'm with Anthony. I'd like to see Bruce doing his own stuff. Yeah. Bruce and Alfred. Alfred is the, the greatest inventor in the world. Kind of like what they've hinted at in the Batman. Right. It's it's all it's just it's all him and Alfred. Yeah. They've made some oh, yeah. shit so far. 
Yeah. Even I... that scene in Batman Begins where out they were making the suit and they were ordering parts from China for the ears. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. It cracks the, the cowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should be fine I if you don't it. land on your head. Don't land on your head, yeah. <laughs> I love that scene. I do too. I like when Alfred and Batman are partners Mm -hmm. and they really Kane and Irons and well, not so much Circus yet, but uh, they've really, well, they kind of did. But anyway, they've been stressing that they've been stressing that recently in recent interpretations. And I really want them to do that again this time around. I think this time around, he will be more of the classic Butler I was going to say, I cue the mustache. But he should still be Batman's confidant yeah. and closest friend, thing he has to a friend. Yeah. And father. And father. Oh, surrogate father, yeah. Because again, I think Alfred could play a potentially important part in this movie because he is the closest thing Bruce has to a dad. So when it comes to raising a son, who's he going to turn to? Hmm. Yeah, and, and to re- reference the comics again with that in mind, there was that recent story where they went through how Alfred has helped every Robin where mm-hmm. Bruce could not, because Bruce yeah. was not that father figure. Alfred was, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm. Are we going to get a scene where Damien locks Alfred in one of the closets like he did in the comics? <laughs> I hope so. I also want to see him try to kill me. <laughs> You know that that that, that that moment is coming. I want it. That moment <laughs> is coming. Yeah, I, I could see that happening. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, you know, put Alfred front and center. Maybe not Lucius, yeah. unless you have Lucius just running the company or something. Yeah, but it's like but if, you're not, oh! if you're not going to do the Q thing, it's like yeah, oh. Morgan Freeman is. Uh, it's just it's Morgan Freeman, you know. It's, it's God. That's what I wanted to bring up earlier. One of my wishes. I Morgan want Freeman. no. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of the company, I want Bruce involved with this. I want the Batman animated oh. series Bruce, where he yeah. is the playboy womanizer as his it? front, yep. but he is still a good businessman who can go toe to toe with Lex and gives to charities and everything like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we kind of had that in, in the Nolan ones, but we didn't see him actually do any business stuff. So, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, a little bit more of that. That would be good. Yeah, in, in the Nolan ones, I mean, Lucius handled everything. Right. Uh-oh. Is the uh, Joker going to bust was, in here with the broadcast? I, I said no, the Joker came. Matrix for a second. Yeah. <laughs> and not even the first one. of the shitty sequel. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, I, I, I like that idea. I like that idea. And I would just add, though, on your point about uh, about Alfred, who they get to play Alfred will be really key. Uh, I mean, again, Alfred has been played by so many great actors over the years. Um, that it's, it's like, who's your favorite? I mean, I mean, I have I have my favorite, but like whoever is going to step into that role has to really, really bring the uh bring the gun so to speak i see a lot of people casting ray fines ray fines would be awesome jeremy irons i wouldn't mind carrying over if he's using if he's carrying over certain characters i loved jeremy he was my favorite part of the snyderverse i know jeremy <laughs> irons too but i i think and with ralph fines too 
they they both lack a kind of natural warmth to them that I feel you like need a Michael grandfather. Kane. Yeah, no, Michael Caine was had everything. He, I mean, he's my favorite Alfred. I'll just yeah, he's that. mine too. Um, but Jeremy Jeremy was fantastic. I know he was. He did not get his proper due. I think. He needed no, he did, but the way him and Affleck would play off each other. No, they had a great chemistry. They were what great. about Pierce Brosnan? Hmm. Oh, he'd be great. Oh, he'd be great. I'd love, love to see him as Alfred or Gordon. Oh, yeah, he'd be good as Gordon. What about um, what's his name from Succession? Ewan, not Brian Cox, Ewan, his brother from Babe, Pig in the City. Yeah, oh, um, hmm. you think he's too old though? I, was I mean, he may be, be little... really old. I, I want to say he's got to be in his 80s. Yeah. Or close James Cromwell. Uh, he's 83. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, he would have made a great one if he was. He would have been a great Alfred a few years younger. Yeah. Maybe 10 years younger. But hmm. Brian Cox could be Alfred. <laughs> he, would be a, he would be an insane Alfred. More on the floor. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind him, honestly, as like a Hugo Strange. No, oh. I think I, I, Rupert Thorne. If I were oh. to put Brian Cox, I'd oh, I could say that. Thorne. Yeah, I could say that. He'd be good as that. I don't know any other character that he would really be that interesting. <laughs> yeah, Rupert Thorne would be good. The Penguin might have been fun, but that's that ship has sailed. He's yeah. too old. Yeah, I know you gotta. They've already, yeah, can't 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 do that now. No. Ship is sale. We we have a definitive penguin. Right now. We we really do. We we do. I would co-sign that. Yeah, I do. Let like me see Brian Cox or anything. You know, if they if they were younger, again, they're both too old. Ian McKellen or Patrick Stewart for Alfred would have been interesting. Yep. I really think Ian McKellen was a missed opportunity. He'd have been a good Alfred. He'd have been like, a very good Alfred. I, I think the Burton nailed it with uh, Michael Goff, but if let's say he said no. He would have been great. Yep. Perfect balance. Mm -hmm. Hear hear me out here. They look great for their age, but they're actually older. Colin Firth or uh, Hugh Grant. They're both in their mid-60s. You will not often hear me say no to Hugh Grant in anything. (laughs) So I won't say no here. (laughs) That's an interesting... You come off as too young. See, I, that, I, that's the thing. I still have a hard time picture, picturing him as like the, you know, the near seventy, you know, English butler. Well, he is type. an older dude now. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. He's still circus is pretty young to be Alfred too. I think. No, that's right. Yeah, because he only, looks. Pretty he does. Young. Yeah. I think he's. Like what about Hugh, Lur- Hugh Laurie? His sixty-three. Love that. That would be very good. I would support that. I would yeah. support that. Yeah. I'm good for that. Endorsed. There we go. So manifesting Hugh Laurie as well. Say, just keep adding it to the manifesting. <laughs> the names keep Solid getting days. added. Yeah, tomorrow night, same time, same place. <laughs> same bat time, same bat channel. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Hugh Laurie Hugh Laurie actually really would be a good Alfred. I was just throwing out names. He'd be good. I've seen people fan cast him as Scarecrow. Mm-hmm. I can see that too. I can see that one too. It's a little old though, I think, for it. Yeah. Because I would imagine um, anybody in the the DCU is going to have to be around for a while. Yeah. Yeah. At least a 10 year. Yeah. I would say 10 years is probably the minimum. 
If you look at Hugh Laurie, like with his hair combed, thin, tall, proper, straight-looking British guy, you just need the mustache, and he looks like Alfred. Like it, him and Jake Gyllenhaal will look swell together. That's a <laughs> a perfect combination right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it'll it'll all work out, but it, it's fun to speculate. It is, even though we know that the majority of our picks are nowhere near. Oh no, like like they probably you know neither Skarsgård will end up appearing. No, no, it'll end up being something completely <laughs> yeah, different. Exactly, completely. Lobo's probably not in the movie now. There's Brainiac. No, Lobo's I mean, be, no, it'll be just it, like you know, it's got to be Chris Pratt as Lex Luthor. Yes, Chris yeah, Pratt that, as Lex Luthor. We'll probably get um, Parasite played by Whoopi Goldberg or something. Yeah, something like <laughs> yeah, bingo. You know, yeah, just something off the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Coming off the success of Sister Act three, Whoopi Goldberg is Parasite. There we go. I know you're just joking, but they are making a sister act three. I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) (laughs) I do. Yeah, I mean, lots of speculation. We know lots of news is breaking soon. Uh, Where can uh, all our listeners let us know their thoughts and fan casts and theories and what they think of the sure to be announced actual cast? The moment we drop this, and the official announcement is coming. <laughs> no, I mean I, I'll just say first up, this is a great time. I mean we always say it, but this is a great time to be a DC fan, uh, especially yeah. now that the strikes are are resolved and announcements are going to be made. Uh, things are going things to start, get rolling now. Things are going to start rolling, which is good. The uh, the bad signal is going up, so to speak. But uh, no, definitely. Uh, Fellow listeners, let us know your thoughts, your your theories. You can certainly uh, tweet us or, or post us or, or whatever it is. You know, send us an X. I, I don't even know what you even say anymore. Just <laughs> reach out to us on social media. There's a blanket statement, and uh, this this actually might be a good uh, a good poll question. Uh, fan cast for maybe Alfred or or. Uh, who do you want to see? What, what, what's your wish list for Batman, the Brave and the Bold? We've certainly uh, talked about a, a lot of similarities, and I'm sure many of you might uh, have a, have some a similar list. But then again, you might uh, have some, have something completely off the wall. So uh, this would be a good time for a little uh, group interaction, so to speak. Yeah. And if you want to uh, hear us talk about other things, where can they find you, gentlemen? So uh, every Friday you can catch me or listen to me at Phil at the Movies, which is always for the love of movies. If you haven't had your fill of me here, uh, new episodes dropping every Friday and we're heading into the holidays. So the schedule will be uh, leaning more into to that as well as a year end review of 2023 and movies. So be sure to uh, check out uh, Phil at the Movies. I hear you may be doing the Santa Claus. This year, uh, that is on the agenda. That is on the agenda. <laughs> You're uh, a perfect tease right there, my friend. Perfect tease. <laughs> Stay get, tuned. Getting pushed off a roof. <laughs> uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at that Chris Seven Zero. You can also follow the podcast I do with my buddy Emmett Davis at G of the Geeks. Follow me at Tissa Podcast uh, at Tissa Pod on instagram 
X. We have a Facebook group, which is a lot of fun and very active. <clears throat> um, lots of new Christmas content coming out daily now. So uh, we're kind of picking and choosing what to cover as the year comes to an end. But, uh, you know, we'll be sure to cover the Santa Clauses, the new season, uh, Merry Little Batman. So uh, if Phil and Chris don't want to cover on this show, uh, no, they sir. can hear our review on that show. <laughs> if we hit and, a live, uh, uh, if we hit a live stream right now, you could just see my excitement. <laughs> but yeah, check us out. This is a fun time of year. So also the busy time of year. It is, especially for you. Busy time of year for everyone. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to that. Well. Gentlemen, as always, uh, this was a lot of fun. And fellow listeners, we'll be back uh, very soon. Same, uh, Same bat time, same bat channel. Take care, everybody. 